Hey, y'all, it's Sharice. Hey, y'all, it's Jaleesa Chantel, and we are Menace to Book Society. It would be really cool if we could do that at the same time, but, like, uh, we don't, we don't have the, (laughs) we don't have the capacity or the the ability (laughs) to do it at the same time. Or the coordination. Uh, I'm going to try it and see how it goes, but. (laughs) No, we tried it the first time and it didn't go. I don't have high hopes. I don't have high hopes. I don't have high hopes either. So, how are you today? How have you been? Today is a day. Today is probably the better day of the last two weeks. Let me tell you, listeners, get in therapy. Therapy is a setup, but therapy is good. It's it's a setup, okay? Um, You go in there with what you're going to do, and then you come out and you done done something totally fucking different. Um, So, let's just say I'm over the worst of it, I think. For now, today, Wednesday, December 14th. I'm okay. My little baby turned five yesterday. Happy birthday, Kenley Jade. It's my little baby. Um, But yeah, girl, I've just been just rolling in the feelings and emotions of therapy. Don't do therapy on the weekend. <laughs> do it on a Monday. Don't do that. You're over it by Friday. <laughs> Don't do it on the weekend. Yeah, I do I do it on a Tuesday in the middle of my work day. And then depending yeah. on how emotional I was depends on how much work gets done the rest of that day. Bruh, needless to say, I've been in the house for two weeks. Yeah, why else have you also been in the house for two weeks? Look, why are you putting my business out there like that? Y'all, I got COVID. You okay? know, yeah. I don't know how I got COVID. This is the whole thing. If I've been in that house and my feelings for two weeks, how do you contract COVID? Let me tell y'all. I don't know. I I know. I know how y'all have got COVID. Hey, it was either the doctor's office or Kroger or the hair store. My mama did send me to the hair store for some doggone shampoo. She don't even live over here. It's one of those other places. The other place, there was no COVID involved, ma'am. Um, anyway. You don't know. You don't anyway. know. You don't know. Yeah. I do. I do. Oh, okay. I know. You know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. Um. So, yeah. How about you, ma'am? Off of me now. <laughs> um, I don't hear that. Good. I've been good. Um, started back working out because I had lost like eleven pounds, and I was like, maybe I should work out. She got in that to like, you know, like maybe I should work out to lose a little bit more weight to get back to the weight I was when I moved into this fucking apartment a year and a half ago. (laughs) Maybe I should do that, and then I was able to fit not one, not two. But three dresses that I bought last year that I could Ooh. zip all the way up. Now, okay. the one I sent you last night, that one's not zipping all the way up because I'm busty. I'm a busty no. gal. And, I, and it's I, real I, tight. Down or something. Like, how do you or pull them up some more? I don't know. I feel like you have know. to my take friend, My friend suggested having the zipper taken out and putting eyelets right there. So that, like, it's like you can see 
because mm. usually like because we worked at David's Bridal, me and this girl, and when people couldn't fit a dress, like say it was a discontinued dress and it's the only mm-hmm. dress we have in the store, if we couldn't get it zipped up all the way, they would take the zipper out of the back and put a corset instead. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we were thinking that, but I was also like, or I could just continue to be in the gym and get this side yep, boob fat do. under control. It's It's mostly the boob fat. I don't care if my boobs are extra perky and look extra plump don't because have they're tight right there. You wouldn't have a choice in that dress. Exactly my point. So I don't mind that. It's just really the side boob fat right here that's mm-hmm. causing me issues, you know? Got so, it. yeah. Um, also, today I woke up in a pretty good mood. And then I found out that Twitch died. Yeah, I, you know, I'm still adjusting to hearing this again. I don't, (sighs) it's really sad. Yeah, it made me really emotional. He was, his season of So You Think He Can Dance is probably my favorite. And I, even though, yeah, he was on So You Think He Can Dance. And one of my favorite dances that he did, I can't remember the choreographer's name, but it was a white lady with really short hair. Um, Mm -hmm. And she choreographed this dance for him and this girl to Bleeding Love. Uh And oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful dance. It was so good. And then him being on the Ellen show and then like watch, I follow him and his wife on TikTok and like watching them dance and him dance with his kids and like... I mean, I don't and, know, you know, it's just, I'm just baffled by this. And then to to hear that it was suicide, like, yeah. so many people, and you know the message I sent you yesterday, and I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, why is this, why is this the way that the people are finding? Girl, I'm not talking about that online. We're not doing that because you know what my mom. No, mama I just want to. I just mama wanna, not gonna come kill me today. I just want to remember what message it was. The MS. Oh, okay. that message. Oh, yeah, I have that yeah. conversation. Yeah, before. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a sorry, that's, listeners. That's not sorry, a guys. conversation. <laughs> Let me just edit this out. <laughs> it's not a conversation. I just couldn't remember. And of course, it's the first thing that pops up. That is just... I saw it on... um, I had finished walking Zuko, and um, I was sitting on the bed or whatever. I was getting ready to get in the shower, and I was on Twitter. And I saw something at first, and I just... That said Twitch, but I just kept... Because I thought it was saying... I just saw Twitch, and I thought it was talking about the platform Twitch that people... Um, stream on and then someone that I follow had posted a TMZ article about it and I was like no there has to be some other man named Twitch in the entertainment industry because it just absolutely cannot be it cannot be like I just oh my word the way I have been so emotional since finding out you would think that I, I know him like personally like I have just Girl. been so, and I was telling my mom, like, even when this happened, like, finding out about Robin Williams, like, I was sad finding was out about hard. Robin Williams, yeah. but I feel like this with Twitch is hitting me so, like, so much harder, like, 
like I'm just like what do you think it is what why do you think it is you know we just never you just never know what people are going through and I think the saying is true the people who have like that show the most light and have the most joy that you can feel like Robin Williams, whether it's, you know, them off screen or on screen or whatever are the people that go through it the hardest. And I was just thinking about how, like, because everybody expects you to keep that light all the time. You're not allowed to light all the time. You're not allowed to have pain. You're not allowed to feel these things. And I'm like, bro, Obviously, Especially when they're you, walking around like this all all the time, they're fighting something. Like especially when you live a life like how Twitch or Robin Williams or even like um, what's his face, the actor, um, The Dark Knight Rises, um, Christian. No, that's not him. No, he was also in Brokeback Mountain. Oh. What was his name? Keith Ledger. Um, oh, Keith Ledger. <laughs> but yeah, him too. Like, Keith Ledger. I love, I love him. Um, and love it just reminded me of there have been several times in my life, specifically in my twenties, where I wanted to take myself out the game, and I the reason I didn't was because of my mom and like my like family like you like know you and it's just like yeah and it's just like sometimes people just like even if you have those reasons sometimes it's just too hard it's just too it's just too hard too and like too much. it's really and you never know what people are like carrying and you know a lot of people and i think especially like men especially black men man like they don't want to talk like not like maybe they they don't don't want to talk about it but they don't know how to talk about it you know what i'm saying because you gotta be strong they don't have the tools they were never given the tools and a lot of them are like getting them now but it's just like I mean, I'm not saying that I don't know if Twitch had a therapist or whatever, or if he like uh, yeah. confided in his wife or anything like that. Like, I'm not speculating that he didn't, but I'm just saying, like, I pray to God that he did. Like, I feel like, especially if you have, and we don't know what their actual home life was like. We have no idea. Yeah, they could hate each other. Uh, we don't know, but I'm hoping. I don't to think some they hated each other, life. but I mean, I hope they did it. <laughs> But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you never actually know. You never know what, what someone's going through. Going through behind the closed doors, and so it's like, I hope that uh, I hope that he left the note. She ain't got to tell us. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? But well, like, don't leave your people like wondering. You're already you're yeah. already ending their time with you. You know, especially your kids. Like, you had to have thought about it to some degree. And if that's the case, leave a note, a video, anything. You know, and I had some friends that just went through this with one of their loved ones. And I remember my friend just being like, what did I miss? Because I was just with them. Yeah. Like, what did I miss? Like, and it I can think be that because, you, you know, especially like with what we've been going through for the last two years with like the pandemic, like the yeah. world is literally crumbling around us. And it's like, but you never know what the weight that someone is carrying. And it's just, oh, oh 
it just breaks my heart because I, oh my gosh, like Twitch, like one of my favorite people to see on TV, to see him dance, to see him talk about anything. Even like so happy. That's what we would all say. He he always so happy, happy. so bright, but it's like something. And then it it also reminds me, and we know that this man did not, he died from cancer, but even with Chadwick Boseman, Bro. And it's like, he was always so happy. He was doing his job. Like, he was out there trying to, like, inspire people. And he was, even in his last days, he was still out here, like, advocating for Bringing joy to the world and everything like that. And it's just like, you just never know. Like, oh, you just never know. It's so sad. But that yeah, is rough. Um, and then to find out how yeah. I found out, you just casually oh, yeah. talk about it with your mama, knowing <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> so you gotta be so like, y'all... wait a minute, Jesus! Before we press record, mama had called, <laughs> and um, she had called me back, and I was telling her how I saw uh, what Kaylin Allen had posted about this about Twitch and I was talking about it and I totally forgot that I'm Jaleesa, gonna go read it. I totally forgot that Jalisa was like on camera with me and she was like yeah I'm sorry I just kind of came to the world not too long ago and she just goes yeah. sit here and say it all casually like I just come on I didn't mean to say it casually saying like I know who it is yes. that's rough I, I think about his kid wife. I am I'm heartbroken yeah. Like I, uh, but definitely the kids. My heart definitely goes out to her and those kids and just his family. Even like all the people who knew him, like because everyone that I've seen that has talked about him has been like, "This is a shock. You are such a light in my life. Thank you for being you." And it's just like, man, why you gotta check on your people? Check on your. You never know what. Ask how they really feel, because you don't. Yeah, I walk around here like I am the strongest bitch in the land. But let me tell you, I'm carrying some shit. But you know, that's an an American thing. That's an American thing to ask someone how you are, and we don't actually say how we are because people like I've watched videos, and I even have talked to people from over there, and they're like, you know when we ask people how are you like we have a conversation but like i've been to the states and it's like how are you and people are like oh i'm fine oh i'm good and it's never like an actual like conversation and then you gotta be like no how are you really like how are you really feeling about this and it's kind of just like we have to do we have to do better but it's also important that we listen as well that's why a lot of people don't actually say how they're feeling people aren't asking to really listen to you and I think that that and is then, why people tell me so many crazy things because I actually listen. Maybe I should stop. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, like, I honestly, also, I'm actually asking because they care. And that's, that's why we don't waste our time being like, oh, well, this but is then really awesome. I also feel like that's a big part. I feel like that's like 90% of the people, unless it's someone very close to them or unless they're a narcissist. If they're a narcissist, they actually don't care and they're not listening. But, like, most people, I feel like, unless it's someone, like, close to them, like, their immediate family or friends, they don't really, they don't really care. And then I also feel like, too, there are, there are a lot of people that just don't have, what the fuck? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was 
Um, do you use this blanket that I got you for your birthday, bitch? It's on my couch right now, actually. I do use it. But I haven't been cold in here, so I haven't been use- I haven't Fine. used it this week. Um, but I also feel like people have uh, a lot of people don't have the capacity yeah. to ask someone how they're really doing. Because again, like we're all we are all at this point we're all fucking winging it, and we're all mm-hmm. just trying to make Definitely it and winging survive. It. Definitely winging it, and we're it all trying to make it and survive so it's kind of just like yes i do want to know it's my anklet rubbing against my leg sorry i they're like i do want to know how you're really doing but at the same time i like i can't because you're going through something and i'm going through something and i don't have the tools right now or the ability to help you because I can't even help my damn self right now. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my best friend. The other day, I was like, I'm pretty much useless right now, so I can't even comment on the situation. Yeah. Like I have like, been even, way too out of it to even feel to feel useful at all to anyone else. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, bitch, all these tears. Where did they come from? You've been holding them up hostage for thirty. Holding. Yeah, that's where they came you, from. You don't feel your emotions. I don't feel emotions. Not good at it. Never have. This been. is. I was, Honestly, it's a good conversation we're having right now because it also is going to like go into the book a little bit about like, oh, yes. emotions. But yeah. even and like people to me, talk to and why it's important, bro. Yeah. Even me and Liz, like those months that I was going through it before my birthday, our birthday really, because she's a week older than me, but well, two years in a week. That's not a thing. She. Like, we were both really going through it, and we weren't really talking to each other. Like, we would just send each other TikToks and memes. And then, like, one day she had texted me, and she was like, I know we're both going through it right now, but I still want you to know that I really love you. And I was just like, I also really love you. I mean, I was crying in therapy every session, and... I Listen, as a... Uh, Therapy is a set up. As if you don't cry nowhere child, else, you're gonna cry in therapy. Like, there's no avoiding it. As an only no child and a Scorpio, I know how to feel my feelings, and I feel them very intensely. But and however, when it comes to fucking crying, when it comes to crying, I rather throw myself off a balcony because it's like once you start. You can't stop. And I will stop myself from crying all the time. But once I hit that threshold. I was cleaning. When I tell you the tears, that Kim Kardashian meme that I sent you was probably the most accurate part of my day. And I'm just like cleaning like baseboards, my refrigerator, like (laughs) I'm cleaning everything because I want to stop crying and I could not stop crying to save my life and I, that was probably yeah. the worst crying day but then all the other tears like bro I was over it I was going through it shades I just wanted darkness darkness and more darkness that was it I it's didn't want to know too much and then I've been seeing like on TikTok I've been seeing like a lot of videos of people who are like this was my year and it's like a slideshow and so many people just like gasping for air basically like trying to like swim and they can't swim they just feel like they've been drowning all year like one girl posted how she's been depressed and isolating and all of her friends 
went to her house and just laid in the bed with her and watched TV because she wasn't like reaching out to, she didn't want to talk to anybody, anything like that. And it's just like, we have got to do better because I know I myself, like, I don't really like to talk about what I'm going through because I'll feel like a burden, but then I want everybody to talk to me. That's me. <laughs> but That's it's kind of just like. 100% me. I don't want to talk with nothing about me. We don't need to, come on now. You know my life. It's like, <laughs> it's like we have to, we have to do better as people and as communities to just like really be there for one another. And not when, not just when we have like a pandemic and people are dropping dead, not when there's like a mass shooting or a bombing or something like tragic like that. Like just genuinely listeners, just genuinely fucking be there for people. If you see someone, like something I do and like some people have really gotten annoyed with me about this sometimes is that when I'm in the store, if I see somebody and their outfit looks nice or they're really pretty, especially if they're a black woman, but they Why like anything always. like that, I always comment on it. Yes. And I yes. always like compliment yes. them a when I like go through. It costs nothing. It and costs that may be what that person nothing. needs here that day. Because you again, know. you never know what people are, especially people in retail or service industries as someone who has worked both you really never know what someone's going through and then the people that go into these establishments and act the whole complete ass like you just never know what people are going through so like please just be kind to one another and i know that this is something that was always said during the holidays but just be be kind to one another and you know i'm not saying like if the bitches are getting cussed out don't cuss them out but just be kind. Yeah. Be kind. And then say Every day. Much. 365. It's real easy. 365. And if you can't be it's kind, then just get out of the way. Don't don't go out of your way to make somebody else miserable. Keep it just to yourself. Just because you're miserable, which a just lot of y'all do on the internet. No one else has to be miserable with you. Just mind your business. Because a lot of y'all do it on the internet. And you show yeah, your insecurities yeah. and how miserable you are. And it's just like, baby, go outside and touch some grass and get some therapy. Because let me tell y'all something. When we blow up, you're not gonna care. Don't don't come talking crazy because just don't do it. Because I'm either gonna block you or I'm gonna get into my Rihanna bag from the 2010s (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna have a time together. Together. We're 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 both gonna be mad. Everybody's day is gonna be fucking mad. If I got time that day, I got time that day. If you don't like something not pull there's a way there's a way to do things where you don't have to be if you don't like something i'm okay with criticism i can accept just scroll but if you just 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 scroll just scroll because some some of these people comment the nastiest things for like no fucking reason and it's like big girl who pissed in your cheerios this morning go back to bed and try again the fact that the Kardashians are actually still living and breathing from the things that people say to them constantly, constantly on constantly? any and every thing. They and listen, I'm not, I'm not a Kardashian crusader. I'm not Me on the bandwagon. I don't care about them heifers, but God dog, if y'all don't let them But Especially like the things that have been said about like, like, okay, okay, see, we don't get off of the topic. This is a tangent. But 
when remember when Taylani was going through all that shit when she was dating Kyrie, Kyrie. and Girl. when she had cheated on him and all this kind of stuff and people were being so mean to her and then she tries to commit suicide and then people were still piling on top of that and then two years later that nigga Kyrie wanted to be like oh well it actually wasn't her fault this is actually what happened and why two years later though that was my issue with it like I get it Kyrie he's not even that kind of person to be out here talking about it I get that but I think honestly no I take that back I feel like he did because people were still giving her shit at that time for it I don't know why it took him two years and I mean like yeah y'all were going through what y'all were going through but at the same time like I I feel like it was a you and a her issue and y'all are both celebrities. You play ball. She's a singer. So of course everybody's going to be in your business, but in however you could have said something to get those people to, to get off her back. Megan just said, Megan, the motherfucking stallion just said in court yesterday on the witness stand that she wished that that little gnome ass nigga would have just killed her. If she would have, Known what she was gonna go through. I was like, "That's that's that's deep, bro." Like, what the hell? It's no amount of money, no amount of fame, no amount of anything is gonna ever absolve you from bad mental health or depression or sadness, especially Mm -hmm. when people think that they have such access to you and they can say whatever they want about you. Just because, and to you, you wouldn't say because you're a celebrity, you wouldn't say it to her fucking face. It's like it's kind of just like they're human people. They're they're humans too. They're human. I really feel that one nothing different about them (laughs) other than their bank account. I really, but I really feel. I feel like people believe that because they reached a certain status and they chose to be a singer, to be a ball player, to be an actress, whatever, that that people that they have to deal with. Whatever. No, they don't. They don't. That's what you. It's like. It's a, that's what you signed up for. And it was, it's like, but if that was happening to you, you'd be mad, right? Yep. You'd be ready to fight, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck so up. yeah, just be, just be kind, y'all. Um, that was a whole tangent. Um, oh, also I'm dying the ends of my hair purple tonight. Purple. Okay. Um, I want to do the whole thing purple, but until I can get the coins to do so, because the girl's like $200. To dye hair, until, nine pants, two hundred. Until I get the, until I get the, the like, is it including what? A tip, or it's just two hundred dollars? It's just two hundred dollars. And then the other, the other girl that dot, she only does tips. The loctician that I need to go to, but you know I have to get some of my locks repaired. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just get my locks repaired, get a, a retwist, and then we can dye it. You've done none of that. All that together is more than the two hundred dollars. Ain't nobody got time. I said, "Whoo!" And you know, listen. If you're good at your craft, and both of these people are good at their craft, I will pay you the money. I've never oh, been a girl that was yeah, not. This is the idea of having to. Granted, I paid two hundred dollars for my hair, but like, it's just the it's uh, just the thought of doing it. I mean, yeah. back in the day, listen. If y'all knew back in the day, I was a wig gal, and my wigs were custom. I what I did the last time. Made, 
let me tell you something. Wigs are expensive. Let me let hair me let me tell you something. The wrong business. After getting the hair, so that's the three or four bundles plus a closure. Okay. And a closure. Then paying for the service, tipping her. I'd be like, baby, this is no tip. <laughs> I had, what you talking about? I had I had three wigs made. Okay. That's almost three thousand dollars out of my pocket. And that does not include the maintenance that I had to get done on those wigs. When I tell you I'm not a girly that co- listen when it comes to my hair, I will if it's good quality hair, I'll spend whatever money it's on it. If I'm getting my hair done, I'll spend whatever money. But the thought the thought beforehand of doing it really stresses me out. It's very it's very fucking stressful. But yeah. I'll do it. I'll when it comes to my hair, I'll I won't. I'll spend whatever. I won't. When it comes to hair and hobbies, listen, take my fucking money. Shoes. Shoes and hobbies. Shoes and hobbies. But my hair, I mean, I'll spend, but I ain't gonna spend. I'm, I'm no, I take no, it back. I'm not you are I don't you care about fruit. A frugal, I almost said frugal. You are a frugal, that's being nice. That's being real nice. I'm cheap. I don't like to say, I don't, I don't really like to say cheap. Girl, I'm cheap. Y'all, I know, but but I feel like, but I'm where I'm gonna get a name to search for. I'm going to Amazon or whoever got it cheaper because why would I I feel like that's more frugal? Because I feel like when you call somebody cheap, when people call somebody cheap, they're not, it's in a negative connotation. Like you trying to save money, like you trying to like, and yeah, that's what cheap people do also. But it's like, I feel like a lot of times cheap people, like, do you remember the show that used to come on TLC about people who were really cheap and the lady was using like hot dog water that she had made hot dogs in like that Monday and she just kept reusing the same water to like cook different things in? Do you, do you remember? If y'all, if yeah. we're not recording this, yeah. my mouth is <laughs> it's circular right now. What do you mean? That's just, that's nasty. That's nasty, bro. So everything tasted like hot dogs. That's nasty. That's nasty. And then she would like she would like time them on their showers. Like they could only take like not even five. I take five to six minutes, but I'm also doing a whole ass concert and encore in the shower on a good day. Two minutes max. That's not even enough to pass one good time. And I'm pretty sure they couldn't. And I'm pretty sure they couldn't even preheat the water. That's you can't. You you gotta preheat that shit. You can't just. You can't preheat in two minutes. That's definitely it's cold as soon as you. It hasn't even had a chance to think about getting warm in two minutes. What do you mean? What do you yeah, mean? See, that's, it takes me when I just hear, to wash my face. What do you mean? When I, when I hear cheap, that's what I think of. But when I that's hear crazy. frugal, that's that's when I that's hear unreasonable. When I hear frugal, I hear more balling on a budget, and I'm trying to stunt on you hoes because guess what? I got these shoes, and they were on sale, and they're still oh, like you know what I'm saying. That's like what I hear my, when I hear all frugal. My shorts, all my summer shorts. Them things was cute too. Five dollars at Walmart. Five dollars at Walmart. Listen, Walmart, Walmart, Walmart y'all is really Walmart? coming up. They really are. They they really their really fashions are. be fashionate. I, I went to Walmart one time. I said, "Hey, Wally, 
I'm about to go see what they got for wintertime on that sale rack. Y'all think I'm, look, y'all call it what you want. CEO before the CEO shuts them down. Yo, we need to get to the book. We 30 minutes in and we ain't talked about Oh, we are 30 minutes in. But we (laughs) We still have like other stuff to talk about. Okay, 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 okay. You gotta focus. All right. You gotta focus. So, you said you had a this, you said you had a this or that? Yes, I do. Okay, y'all. So, Sharice Boo is a pothead. She is a Harry Potter connoisseur. This heifer spent money on wands, bro. Wands from Harry Two. Potter land. Two of them. In and H- um, let's just say that, it, first of all, it's just Hogwarts at Universal Studios. Uh, Harry okay. Potter at Universal whatever. Um, let's just say, y'all, when I went, because my best friend took me when I went to California. She and she awesome. actually awesome. surprised I'm me. She is like, no, you're not. She's yes. like, my best. Listen, that name you got for me in your phone will become a reality. So you better. It's a reality. The people not will too know. Much, <laughs> too much on taking my bestie, okay? Um, I got chosen oh, for the wand experience. If any of y'all know what that is, like they do the whole thing like they do in the movies. And I got chosen for the wand experience. So I got that wand. And I had it engraved. And then I also bought Draco Malfoy's wand. And um, not too much on Draco, y'all. Not too much on Draco. I know the hate that he gets and why he gets it and why he deserves it coming from the racist-ass family that he comes from. But and however, not too much on Draco Malfoy. Because if you read the books, then you know. You know his character development. That's all I'm going to say about that. Continue. All right. So. (laughs) So. Only Harry Potter books for the rest of your life. The same, however many there are. Or. There's seven. Seven. Or. No Harry Potter anymore ever. Other literature. Which do you think that you would be able to live with? Does that include like everything Harry Potter? Like not even the movies or just the books? Nothing. Like no movies. only so it's only that stuff or none of that stuff, none of it, as if it never existed. <gasps> oh, yeah, <gasps> girl. When I was thinking about that, I was like, "Whoa, what would she say? What would she say?" Because <laughs> Harry Potter, you've been around, man. That's your boy. And you know, a lot of people should be like, the choice should be easy because she who shall not be named, the author or the supposed author, because uh, I don't, I don't like her anymore. Uh, you know, she's transphobic. She's homophobic. She's mm-hmm. a terrible person. That <laughs> she's adds just up. a terrible person. It so adds up. Like this should be very easy for you. But then, like, I wouldn't have Emma. I wouldn't have Dan. I wouldn't have Rupert. I, I know you don't know. That's Hermione, Ron, and Harry. I mean, Uh, I assume that that's who you were speaking about. Well, Harry and Ron, I said. Um, Oh, you're using their real names. I was using their real names. I wouldn't have Tom Felton, who is Draco. Like, ah. Do you need time? Or other literature? Or other literature. Oh, I don't know. That's your your chick lit. That's all the other stuff. Okay, okay, okay. 
I've, I've never you, you made a fool of death with your beauty. Y'all, this book was good. It was crazy emotional roller coaster, but it was good. Okay. I, I made my decision. And what's your decision? My, deci- my decision is that I would choose no Harry Potter and other literature. And because it's, it's because, it's because, <laughs> <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though those books, like, along with other books, but those books in particular got me through, like, really rough times in school. Um, I love them dearly, but there are other books that just also, like, really resonate with me. And, like, mm-hmm. now at my big-ass age, we have people that are also our age who are writing fantasy books where the main character looks like us. Yeah, and that's you know, why it's been really refreshing to be able to yeah. find so many authors of color or that look mm-hmm. like us. Books mm-hmm. that we can that are just different. They're different. They're not the stereotypical type thing that we. I feel like we got when we were coming up. I don't feel yeah, like it was as broad as it is now. Because it wasn't, especially not fan- fantasy. I don't think I know any like fantasy books where the main the main character looked at yeah. me or wasn't described as a chocolate drop. Um, also, I shouldn't have been reading Omar, Tyree, and all of them exactly. in exactly. high school. But those were the books that I was reading. Like, yeah. not to, listen. Uh, and the, the young adult book? authors, the black young adult authors, I, authors, I love them. I, I love them. them. Like, all love- of these, all of these books are just so good. Like, so I would have to say, I would definitely have to say... No Harry Potter. I like it. I like it. I I felt like that's the way you were gonna go, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. So I was like, let me just let me just ask. Let me just ask. Um. Okay. I know we need to get to the book because we already have forty minutes because we went on a long tangent about something really sad. But I have a TikTok drama to tell you about. <laughs> Awesome. And it's really not just no, TikTok. I do not have also, TikTok. I don't have TikTok. She does not I have, TikTok. have TikTok. Don't at me. I don't want to hear it. I ain't gonna get a TikTok. Period. Um, this girl is uh this was posted on Instagram. So there's this book called Babble, and it's been on my list to read, but it, you know, it's a thick daddy book. And you know, I was like, I don't think I, I don't, I don't know if I would like this. But basically, it's a book. It's based in 1828. This girl, Mm -hmm. Robin Swift, is orphaned by cholera. Um, She is taken to London, and she by some professor, and he trains her for years in Latin and Greek and Chinese, um, all this kind of stuff. She goes to university, and it's basically like about like the secret society. It's a thematic response to the secret history and a tonal response to Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norwell. It grapples with student revelations, colonial resistance, and the use of translation as a tool of the empire, right? Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said that this book is really good. I just don't know if I want to read a book that's based in 1828. Like, that's just my opinion. Ah, uh, but it has... It, it has been on my it's list. Been literature vibes. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, but this oh white girl, she had posted on Instagram 
hold on, because I I found three different people who talked about this on TikTok, and I kept taking screenshots, and I only got one good screenshot out of three. Oh, all so of she basically, yeah. So this white girl, she gives this book a zero star review, and she says. I've been debating a lot lately if I'm courageous enough to send my review into this huge pool of positive praise. This book made me question myself and my right to exist. It made me feel miserable and alone with my point of view, doubting if I, as a white European person, am actually in the position to verbalize critique toward a book like Babel. That is the reason why I decided to share. So other people experiencing a similar experience get the chance to find one review more that will assure them that they're not alone. This is not against people who love this book, and I do not want to start a fight or something. We're adults and should be able to talk and debate in a productive way with each other. Um, If you haven't yet read this book and you usually find a similar taste to mine, do yourself a favor and avoid it. So she is like, and this is a safe space, blah, blah, blah. So then she posts in her stories, and she says, I didn't read all of it because it did have spoilers and I have oh. been debating on whether to read it. You have a book or not. So I didn't wanna I didn't wanna read the spoilers just in case I decide to read it. But after hearing about this bitch, I'm definitely gonna read the fucking book. It might take me a long time, but I'm gonna read the fucking book. So she says, I'm not sure what our um book? girl, this shit is thick as fuck. I is saw it in Harry Barnes Potter's and Noble. Because that third book. That's what I was like. It count me out. The third book in. isn't even the thickest. Which one, Elsie? I would know that. I would have stopped at that. Book one. Isn't even that wasn't the even the thickest. That wasn't the thickest one. It, you would have had to count me out. Ah. It wasn't even the thickest. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this book is about maybe four or something. The way it looks, it oh, looks okay. like it's maybe four some four hundred something pages. Oh, it's yeah, five hundred as an audio book or an ebook, but as a book book, if I think that, no, no, yeah, it's five hundred and forty-five. No, hell no. Um, but she says I'm not sure what RF Quang. Mm. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quang wants us to obtain with Babel. I do not know how Babel actually made it into publishing, since it is doubtlessly a harmful book. I would love to encourage people to actually think about what they are reading. If you want to inform yourself more about the book, in quote, I don't know why she put book in quotations, and some critical points of views, I'd love to recommend you some booktube videos or reviews that spoke to my soul after completely being devastated by this book. Um, the author made me feel miserable with her book. Uh, they gave me the feeling that I'm guilty of racism through my mere existence. She does not encourage unity, but creates an antagonism that is, excuse me, that in 2022 should not take place in people's minds anymore. And despite of being set in 1830, Babel seems incredibly modern and is definitely intended to be transferred on our present. When I checked out um, their Wikipedia, <laughs> an, attempt to find out, an attempt to find out the reason for her despise, I discovered that she is currently writing her dissertation about propaganda literature during the Second Japanese and Chinese War. Propaganda is the systematic dissemination, political ideological ideas and opinions with, oh, I can't read that part. I forgot to take, anyway, Uh, the thing is in the way. It's obvious that the author uses her characters as vehicles to transport her own opinions to the reader, which is also the reason why she didn't give them a character and serial character development and why they were actually able to have completely formed political opinions ready without even developing them during the book. Now, 
I have not read this book yet, but I have seen other creators that I follow because I follow a lot of creators of color who have talked about a lot of people who have reviewed this book, a lot of white people have, that have reviewed this book. And a lot of them, not not the majority, because a lot of the white girls like it. And some of them that haven't even read it, they said, oh, I'm going to read it now just based off of her review. Um, but they think the same things. And it's kind of just like, how dense and dumb do you have to be as a white fucking person to be so fucking clueless to say that in 2022, we should not be thinking about these things, about how white people, your ancestors specifically, especially in Europe, because they kicked that shit off, have started systematic racism and how it still continues in 2022. And the book is based in the 18 fucking hundreds. Like, the same shit's still taking place. That's why you feel like it's relevant right now, bitch. It's still happening. It's taking place. And it's kind of like, Literally tell me you're racist happening. without telling me you're racist. And then it's like, okay, you're not racist, but what have you done for me to feel like, oh, you're an ally. I should definitely because give you the to, benefit of the doubt because you posted a- To me- On here. To me, if you read this book as a white person- or you read a book, learned some things, watched a show as a white person that was dealing with any of these things that you say make you feel bad as a white person, why is that your reaction to get from that? Because maybe it should be, oh, damn, that really sucks. And oh my gosh, that shit is still happening today. It's because you contribute to the microaggressions that happen Mm -hmm. today. And it's because your parents probably still tell you... They don't see the microaggressions. And your parents or your mima, your granny, were probably the ones harassing Mm -hmm. Black people, Indigenous people, Asian people, like people of color in general. Like, she's she's not taking her views and placing them in the book. And, like, it just didn't make sense to me. And so now I just want to read the book. And I just wanted to tell you about that because it just baffles me that in 2022 white people can still be and not just white people you have people of color that are just as clueless about these kind of things yeah, and i right. get it i get people want to start stop talking especially about when it comes to black people and they want to stop being a thing i would love to walk outside my door and my skin color not and matter. people look at me and be like you know what i don't have to worry about making she's it back home i don't got to worry about if my brother's gonna cool. make it back home Right, she's just a black right. girl, just minding her business, walking through the store. She's just browsing. Minding she's not business. trying to steal anything. She's just minding her business. Oh, she's just driving down the street to get McDonald's. She's not doing anything iffy. I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. I would love for nice. my skin to be seen as beautiful across the world and as not something that people can harass me for. I would, love I would to absolutely be- fucking love it. But yeah. guess what? That's not the world that we live in, and it's not the world that we live in because... There's white people like this bitch who say such things as this. So now I'm going to read the book. Oh, this so, is a black girl. No, this is a white girl. Oh, okay. Okay. You said black. She okay. said that she uh, felt bad. She felt bad for as being a white woman. She was felt me? bad. And I don't know if any of the char- other characters in the book are people of color or if it's like all white people and there's just some white people that have difference. Of- I don't know. Because guess what? I haven't read the fucking book yet. But based off this review and you saying that it makes you feel bad as a white person, clearly it hit a fucking nerve 
and it's hit a, a nerve because it's something that you keep that you probably do up in there. Ah, the exactly. microaggression. It's the microaggression. Yes, yes. But now at forty-eight minutes in, <laughs> we are going to start the review, y'all. Should we part one and part two? This no. They can right. pause a podcast. True. true I pause true, true. podcasts all the time and come true. back to it later. I always put when we start the review and the thing, so it's fine. If they don't want to listen to us talk, then they're just not our friends, actually. So, <laughs> pretty rude. Okay, y'all. <laughs> we are reviewing today. You made a fool of death with your beauty by a Quake. A messy and uh, a quake. Oh fuck! I messed it up. A is that how you say it? Is uh huh. She is non-binary. Oh, see, I already fucked up. They, they are non-binary. <laughs> they are non-binary. I actually wrote that in my notes so that I would make sure to say it correctly. Yeah, and I also have it in our notes. Bolded. <laughs> <laughs> And you still <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I still fucked up. I apologize. I apologize. So sorry. Like I'm sorry. Um but so uh this book what oh my god, there's hair in my mouth. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um this book reimagines the love story a love story. Oh wait. Wait. No, let me let me just read let me just read this. New York Times bestselling author and National Book Award finalist, Okweke Emezi, they them, reimagines the love story in this fresh and seductive no- novel about a young woman seeking joy while healing from loss. Fahey, I, I'm not going to say the last name because I'm going to fucking butcher it, wants to learn <laughs> how to, to be alive again. It's been five years since the accident that killed the love of her life, and she's almost a new person now. An artist with her own studio and sharing a brownstone apartment with her ride or die best friend Joy, who insists it's time for Faye to ease back into the dating scene. Faye isn't ready for anything serious, but a steamy encounter at a rooftop party, y'all, cascades into a whirlwind summer she could have never imagined. A luxury trip to a tropical island, decadent meals in the glamorous home of a celebrity chef, and a major curator wants to launch her art career. She's even started dating the perfect guy, but their new relationship might be sabotaged before it has a chance to be the dangerous thrill Faye feels every time. I want to laugh so bad. Every time she locks eyes with the one person in the house who is most definitely off limits. This new life she asked for just got a lot more complicated, and Faye must begin her search for real answers. Who is she ready to become? Can she release her past and honor her grief while still embracing her future? And of course, there's the biggest question of all. How far is she willing to go for a second chance at love? A quakey Amezi's vivid and passionate writing takes us deep into a world of possibility and healing and the constant bravery of choosing love against all odds. Bitch, her love had me stressed the fuck out, okay? Stressed her love out. had me stressed out. And let oh. me tell you. Oh, red. Um, and y'all, I, it's, 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 uh, it's given. She stressed me out. That's what it gets. That's all I got. Because I have already fallen in love with this author and I want to read the rest of their work. Um, they do have a book called Pet. It's like a fantasy thing. I don't know if you want to read it. So that's why I didn't like send you the Goodreads thing. Um, 
I didn't I read I, a fantasy I that I like. Did you read a fantasy? No, you stopped reading it. It was the blood of. Uh, I thought there was another one. Blood though. of magic. No, I thought there was another one. Another fantasy that you read? No, but you want to read Witchful Thinking that I have, but there's not an audio version. But no, mm-hmm. I think the only one was Blood of Magic and you didn't finish it. I'm pretty yeah, but that's sure. That's not a reading. I thought we read another fantasy that I did like. Anyways, we'll find one that I like. Oh, something something will sell my Jake Livingston. The taking of Jake Livingston. Oh yeah, that's a that's technically a fantasy. And I really liked that one. I really liked that one. Yeah, but yeah. Um. Anywho, anywho, (laughs) let's kick it off. Okay. So (laughs) the book, the way the book starts. Hey, Mr. Ashworth. This, this, the books, it said Milan was the first person that he fucked And that is how it started. I said, and that's how it started. I was like, oh, so we're here already. There was no, this is the warm up. Let's go. I said, that was my indication that this book was about to be crazy. This book is going to be so good. And okay, let me say, the thing that I like about Akweke's uh, writing, I still feel like I'm saying that wrong, even though I've watched many TikTok videos of people saying it, and I have practiced in the mirror, actually. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You're if so I dedicated. I'm about, like, I'm about to say your name all wrong. Listen, just... I'm super dedicated. Um, I love the way she wrote every character in this book, because every character, even the minor ones, like Milan, have some type of depth to them. Yes, yes. She did, her character development was. The I character development was spot on. It I, really and was. you know, like a lot of times, series, like you have. I a think lot of times we have authors that only develop maybe one character if they develop them at all. Right. But every character in this book, well, I won't. I'm, not this, not not Sears sister, not Lorraine. So Lorraine got on my nerves. She gave real spoiled Lorraine. red vibes, and she gave princess, yes. and I don't do nothing. That's what she gave. But I want to have an opinion about everything. I just okay. And you know what? We Oof. we gonna get there. We gonna get there. But let's start with everything. So like, Faye meets Milan at a rooftop party. She sees him. He sees her, and she says, "You know what? I'm finna fuck this man." And not only does she fuck this man. Cause she did in in the bathroom downstairs of the rooftop at a party. party. At a party, she fucks she fucks this man raw, and lets him shoot up the club. I said, "Man, let him shoot up the club." She, hmm. you know, her decision making. Her decision making. She had very poor decision making. But but you know she's got trauma. She's got a deep trauma. But the decision. But and however, something tells me her decision making always been bad. Probably because that, ma'am, ma'am, and 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 the thing about it with Milan is that she, while she's in this bathroom. And he started asking too many questions. She starts having flashbacks 
to five years ago at the accident. And it's like, oh, so this is still fresh, fresh on your mind. So you're wow. reckless Trump. for a reason, a, a bad reason. A Listen, I'm not going to yuck nobody's yum. But, you know, you know let's handle our trauma in a better way. It wasn't even the unprotected sex part. That's okay. But you let this man shoot up the club and you just met him at a party. Ma'am. 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 Talking about something I'm on granted, birth control is good. Granted, she was on birth control, but I'm still like, but ma'am, you don't know this. Birth man. control it's isn't. Not, it's not. And it's not effective. All the it's way. effective. Absolutely not. Well, not 100%. Not 100%. Not 100%. We know this. We, we've heard the stories of the women. We, but yes, we've also heard. Yeah, we've also heard the, the story of women who've been on birth control <laughs> for years and then wind up with a baby. Pregnant because they missed one pill. So the the education it is, even says it even, <laughs> even, when, no. even when they like, educate the you about birth control even the condoms they tell you it's not 100 percent effective so no the point is why you let this man shoot up the club why you let this and joy her best friend joy was equally as upset as i was but you know what but let me tell you something about joy let me tell you about little miss joy people who live in glass houses honey Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Because Shut up. the because nurse Miss, Miss her, whole, Joy, her whole MO is garbage. She's an F boy. I think I don't know if you wrote this or if I wrote this, but it says Joy is a lesbian menace. She is sleeping with a married woman because mm-hmm. she tends to go after straight women. And you know, a lot of a lot of She's the a hunter. It's as right. someone, as someone a part of the leg booty community, the B and the LGB, <laughs> they do that. They go after straight women. I, it's like a game. It's but like why? a game to, I, I don't know. I, I asked like... one of my friends, I said, why go after the straights when you can have someone that's either a lesbian or someone that's also bisexual? Like, I don't understand. Right. Why you would rather go after a straight woman than be with someone who's bisexual? Because it's like prove something. It's always it's always well, bisexuals have too many options, and uh, they'll leave me for a man. Honey, the call is coming from inside the house because you're fucking a straight woman. So what do you mean? I feel like Joy's whole thing was she wanted someone that wasn't gonna be available to her. I really feel like because, because you not know only was she straight, but she was fucking married. That's the only yes. Not trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, trauma. She wasn't all the the wife. The 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 married lady isn't all the way straight. I think she's. I think she is bisexual. Is she bisexual? But okay. She she was either either they said that she either Joy said in the book that she was bisexual, or because they're African. Like she ended up getting married because of the pressures of her family, whereas Joy didn't have to deal with. Joy was like, "No, yeah. I'm still not doing it." But yeah. the girl ended up getting married because she had to. family obligations. Um, um, but still, Actually, I don't know if it went but that still, deep. I don't think it went that deep into. No, it. I I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure Joy it says been this like when 
because when, no, I think it's when the husband when she says how the husband found out when Faye okay. is in on the island and she's yeah. like, oh, the husband found out, blah 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 blah. Oh, I think she like there. mentions it. So I think so. I'm pretty good. sure. I'm pretty sure I read that because I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. You didn't make a note on it. I'm pretty sure I didn't because Fahey was already stressing me the fuck out. I ain't got time to talk about nobody else's life. Look, because Fahey was doing enough for everybody. But no, I didn't write it down. But so yeah, Joy, Joy, we love Joy though. We love Joy. Um, but the accident that yes, but the accident that happened was um when Fahey was married to Jonah, her husband. Um, they were in a car accident in Cambridge and he died in the car accident. Um, and I'm assuming that she got money from a settlement because she mentions how she ended up getting money. And so she bought a brownstone and her and her best friend moved to New York. Um, and so she has a lot of guilt, survivor guilt, which apparently a lot of people have, like, why was it me? But that makes sense. I know that I would. I wouldn't, man, that survivor's guilt would eat me the fuck up. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. So, basically, Fahey is just running around New York, trying to be a different person every other day. She colors her hair. All different vibrant colors. It's pink right now. Yes. In the beginning of the book, it's pink. Um, She carries a lot of guilt with pink hair. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what that's what you I said. did right that's that. what that you wrote. I was like I know I said something crazy she carries a lot of guilt with pink hair period that summed her up really African yes. shit a lot of guilt dead fiance a lot of guilt pink hair pink hair yes pink hair. Um, and so Fahey and Milan fall into this like fuck buddy situation where he enjoys it because he doesn't ask her any questions yeah and so she doesn't have to be vulnerable or anything um and so this is like a couple weeks or whatever and milan invites her to like out to the bar with his friends and her and joy go number one and that's when they see his homies and all of them are fine especially nasir <laughs> Okay, so when I was rewriting my notes last night, I came across a part that I forgot about. And I feel like we just kind of breathe right on over it, like, in the story. Like, when he follows her up. When he follows her up to the rooftop and you think something's going to happen? Yes. And I was like, wait a minute, we just go breathe right past this. We didn't revisit or nothing. All of a sudden, I'm starting to love Nasir because Nasir know how to communicate. But then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do we get here then? Because they make eyes with each other. And, okay, one thing, I I don't know if I put this in here or if you put this in here. <laughs> and Joy said, why are you asking questions when you could be catching trains? Choo-choo, you definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> I see that in there. I said this. <laughs> that, that line, shit cracked me up. That line why? had because... me you're not on TikTok, but there's a sound on TikTok, and it's like, so where are you from? Matter of fact, where is everybody from? And that's what I thought of when she's there. She sees Nasir, and she's like, oh, my God, he's so fine. And then Milan's right there, and they're homies. And I was like, 
But why do you frown? I wonder which frown. one was more fine, Milan or Nasir, because she never actually said. I feel like Nasir. I feel like Nasir just the just way that he was awkward. described. I feel like I he know. had more of that. You know that just I feel like he maybe had a whole package that Milan did not have. But I feel like Milan probably looked better. Maybe. And also, too, because Milan and her were on the same time, because he had just got out of a relationship. Yeah. So they were on the same time, like, you know, we just fucking, et cetera, et cetera. As Nasir, he like liked her, but. Let's talk about it. Because when she was in love there, with her, when she went up to the rooftop and then he went up there, I really was like, oh, so this nigga think just because she fucked his friend in the bathroom that he could just push all up on her? Yeah. Like, just because that make, did that make me easy? No. It made me easy for him. Because does it make you easy when you and your niggas be running behind the same woman? No, it doesn't. You just put that on us. But y'all, you just listen, it ain't nothing it to hee-hee-haw a nigga out his draws. So, y'all are the easy ones. Like, let's y'all not... Y'all really are. Y'all really are. It's sad, actually. It, I mean, well... No, you know, sometimes I it's don't official. Know. <laughs> 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 you got a point. You got a point. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. It happens. Not saying happens. that I have you know, I, a lot of niggas out there draws in my in my timeline. I know the menace, the I, other menace on this call. Hey, leave me out of this. We're not talking about me. I have I I am not perfect, but you know. Hey. So you know, anyways. Next, moving anywho. on. Anywho. So she like calls Nasir out, all this kind of stuff, and she basically is like, back the fuck up. Also, this is when we first see Lorraine, because she comes into town to visit him. And she kind of like, I don't know, she kind of has this air about her, the way she's described as like, I don't know, it was giving me, I want to date my brother vibes. It was giving me. Like, you know, those sisters that are so obsessed with their brothers. Like they don't like any girls th- that are around them ever. I don't understand. That's what. Like I don't get that's, that. That's Take what that was giving me. Take my Emotional brother, insults. please. Because like, oh, um, she just seems very, like, very, very, very codependent on the two men in her yeah. life, and that's probably why yes. she ain't got a man. It's probably why she ain't got well, a man. Must she's um, too busy. Where about them two? Okay. So, Joy is a sneaky best friend because she gave Nasir Fahey's number. <laughs> you know, I would have done the same. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you. But she didn't know what he did on the roof. Like, I still can't get past that. But you just go try to push up on me, my nigga. Like, what? And, and he, he did, a, like, I really don't, like, after reading it, like reading it, even though he knew what happened between her and Milan, and after knowing that he was also at the party, so he he saw them, he yeah. knew. And then after reading it and how he was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." I think I don't think that it was really like I'm pushing up on you because I think you're easy. I feel like he just got a little too big for his britches. He read the room of wrong. Himself. Maybe he read the room wrong. 
because he felt a connection, but just because you felt a connection, nigga, doesn't don't mean I felt a connection. Back the fuck up. I'll let you know when I feel a connection. So, you know, then they start, she breaks it off with Milan. I've had that, honestly, and I have had sex on the first date. The connection was crazy. Yeah, but you also felt the connection. That's true. We were both at that moment. She didn't feel the connection because I'm over here fucking homeboy. When I grabbed his, well, (laughs) okay. Got me off guard. Turn your fucking phone off. So it's not my phone. It's my computer. It's your computer. Oh. I ain't figured that out yet. Yeah. All Sorry, right. guys. So if you hear that, just ignore uh, So, what the fuck was I going to talk about? Okay. So, Nasir texts her and he's like, I want to take you on a proper date, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, so what about your nigga Milan? And he's like, if I got to talk to Milan, then I got to talk to Milan. But when they're like, on a date, she's clear. basically saying, he made it clear. He wanted to get to know her and she was like, okay, I would like to just be friends right now. Um, because there's things that I'm going through. And she actually opens up to him on this first date about losing her husband because he opens up about how he lost his mom at a young age. And so then she like blurts it out. And usually she's like, I don't usually talk to people like this. So she's like, oh my God, maybe this is something. So she breaks it off in Milan. And then her and my seers start, you know, they, they never do anything besides making out. They never smash. I think she did that to prove a point, though. They never smash. Well, I really, I really think before we get to the next. But also, I don't think she was connected with him like that. I really think that she was really trying to be like, okay, let me do this right and like really get to know this man and try to have build a friendship before I jump out my draws. I really think that's what she was doing, and she liked him. They had a. They had a good vibe going, going to concerts together, kissing up on each other. They had a good vibe. They sounded like Even they Joy had a was vibe. like, Joy was like, what is it that you want? And then hours later, this bitch is spiraling. And I was like, ooh, girl, I know the feeling. I know the fucking feeling. Spiraling out of control because what the fuck do I want? But Nasir was a commander. Nasir knew what he, he wanted. He knew what he wanted and it was her. And he even he even talked her up to his daddy, who we don't at this point we don't know who his daddy is, but yeah, we know we his, just daddy, think his dad is some person. We we know his daddy has a curator friend who is like a Rebecca Rebecca Oro She's a curator on on the island, and I really wish they would have said like what island? Like where are we in the Caribbean? Like where are we? What island? I wanted to know that too, because I, I wanted was like, to know. "Can I get a little more information on that?" Like it was especially some as someone who sees what they read in their mind. Like I can envision it. I need okay. to know the island. I need to know yeah. what culture That's is the on this island because you can have whatever your vision is. I can have whatever. Most of the time, if it's written well, everybody's got the same vision. Yeah, like I knew we were in a tropical place, a magical place, but what island? What better be an island? Um, and so she's like, okay, I think I put this and I said after finding out about the curator curator, I think I said if she don't hurry up and drop them draws yes. 
that was you. <laughs> that, was, that was you. That was not me. only are you communicating me. with me, but you also you haven't even he hadn't even seen her studio yet. He didn't even Google her yet to see if her work was good. He didn't like, even, like how do you not Google me? This person? man was in love. He and was, I, I, I thought I thought it was good because you know then he invites her back to the island to But you know that's when I realized I was like oh she's about to hurt him. Okay, see that's not what I thought because I was like he going way too hard. She's not gonna like this. That's not what I thought. I thought he was just going way too fast. It was giving me weird vibes because why are you moving so quick? Exactly. That's what I'm she got all this trauma. Like, why are you moving so quickly? Um, But they end up, Rebecca ends up wanting her to be in the show, and she has to decide. And so Nasiri's like, well, you can come. My daddy got a a really big house. Like, you can come stay with us on the island for the show and and get ready. And so she's like, oh, what should I do? What should I do? So she decides to go. Well, on the plane, as they're getting ready to land, she finds out that his dad is a famous chef. How did they Alim, pronounce his name in the book? Alim Blake. Oh, Alim Blake. And let me tell y'all, a quick way. I wanted Alim. But when you describe so these characters, I wanted and how Alim. they look. I wanted Alim. I said that was I, when I know, definitely. I said, damn, she was about to hurt him. When when she saw that his daddy at the airport, she was like, "Ah, the, oh. the way he's described, I'd fuck him too." Me three, guap guap three thousand at this because point. Like at at this point, I really hope my mother never listens to this podcast. You know, I told my mom when I said, "Look, you can you could listen. I don't I don't know that you want to, but you can. Uh, just be." My mom said, "Oh." My mom said, oh, what's it on? And I said, Spotify? And she goes, oh, I don't have Spotify, but I can download it and search it. And I was like, yeah. And I said, um, but we, we talk about adult things, and I just don't feel like... I, mean, I know we point, me, and my mother, know. me and my mother joke about how I'm a whore, uh, but... <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I haven't... I, I'm, I'm not a whore anymore. That was a good year you found of my Jesus. Life. <laughs> Maybe not Jesus, but <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't think she needs to hear me say uh, how I fuck somebody's daddy and give him a guap guap three thousand because then she's gonna say what's the guap guap three thousand? And now, and now I have to. She's gonna go now urban gotta, Exactly. She's gonna be like, "What's a guac guac three thousand? And now I have to sit down and have a conversation that my mom didn't even have with me. Like, no, no, no. No, no mom had a conversation with me either. And she swear <laughs> she did. And I'm like, no, girl, no, no. We never had. Uh-uh. We, never we never had that conversation. Had that conversation. <clears throat> All you ever said to me was, "When you're ready, come tell me. You won't get in trouble, bitch. I don't believe you. I'm gonna get my ass whipped. I'm not coming to tell you anything." But the way Nasir describes his dad on the plane to give her a heads up, he's describing him. I'm like, oh, so your daddy's bisexual. Well, I was like, oh, so your daddy's gay. And that's what that's what Faye said. Is your dad gay? But he he took offense to that. 
he, he got upset. And I said, oh, he's daddy gay. And then when she saw him, I said, mm, is he gay or is he bisexual? Is he bisexual? Or is First, he I thought he was gay. First, I just thought he was just gay. Well, when she saw him, I said, oh, that's a bisexual man. He's bisexual. Well. Um, and... Then I was like, oh, it's probably really tab this is and then this is why I also wanted to know what island we were on. Because I mean it's not a secret that in a lot of places, including this country, it is I mean, not as much anymore in this country, but like in most places, it's very taboo. Yeah. To be on the to be a part of the committee. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, it's probably like that's why he got so defensive. Yeah. Because it's so taboo. He even mentioned how like there were rumors. He said there were rumors. <laughs> like a few years ago about his dad and it really like was a terrible experience and i was like hmm yeah something's going on here that we're not talking Something, about yeah so yeah. while she's out oh, but his dad told that story this- though bro i wanted to fight them uh, oh i wanted to fight right them so, bad. so while we're on the island and fakie's getting ready for her show every time she's around a limb she wants to get out of her skin and into his basically and she's basically battling herself because she's dating. She's practically dating the son. And I'm over Pretty here much. lusting after your damn daddy. And the son is <clears throat> in love with her, obviously. Yes. But as she's here, she is having more and more flashbacks about Jonah. And there's a scene in the book where she can't sleep. And so she goes out into the garden. And Alan's there. Alim is there. And they she shares with him the whole Jonah thing, and then he also shares with her. His story. I don't know if it was here when they were up on the mountain, but he shares with her his story about losing his that wife. That was up on the. I think that was up on the mountain. Oh, that was up on the mountain when they was, went to go see the uh, sunset or the sunrise. I was mean. that up? Was that up on the mountain, or is that when he told her about Devin? No, that's when he told her about Devin. Oh yeah, that was when he, yeah that was when he told her about that because they had a whole bisexual moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he he tells her about this and like so basically they have a connection because they both lost the loves of their lives basically and so now it's like a connection. I said, oh well, now we can yeah. trauma bond. Well, I feel like whenever he told her about Devin because that was the first thing, wasn't it? Mm-mm, the wife was the first thing, wasn't it? The wife was the first thing. Yeah, once all no. that opened, I was like. Or was it both at the same time? I think he told her about Devin. First. Like, she knew he had lost his wife. But he yeah. told her about Devin first. And then I think when they were talking about being together, he was talking about the wife. The wife. Okay. Anywho, okay. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um. So, yeah. Um. There's also... Okay. So, you oh, know... Oh, did we tell them who Amir is? The big famous chef, do we? Yeah, he's a famous chef. Oh, I said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's cooking food. She's eating good. And listen, you feeding me too? Listen, you feed it. And then she like <laughs> his finger. She like licks his finger or something. So this, that was when that was that was when they were like by themselves. So like, okay, so she gets ready to have. She's getting ready to have the show and everything. Um. Lorraine, Nasir's sister, she lives in there <clears throat> in the house they grew up in. 
and she comes up the mountain to the dad's house because he had this house built on the mountain and like they stay together and she's still giving Faye the cold shoulder um and so the dad is like oh let's let's hike up the mountain to see the sunset and they're like no we're not doing it and Faye's like well I want to do it and I'm like see bitch of course you do um and so they go up the mountain right and so this is when he tells her how he fell in love with a man and he had to choose between having his children in his life or Mm -hmm. being in love and that too pissed me the fuck off that because it it didn't surprise me it didn't surprise me at all especially with Lorraine's vibe and all of that like it didn't surprise me but then Nasir being his son like also didn't surprise me but I was still like the nervio it was like y'all really like basically cried and whined and bullied your dad out of love and I really to me to me, I felt like I think it, it was, was the because... way he presented it, though. Like that was wrong of him to present it that way. To just assume that they knew. I also didn't. I didn't like. The I don't. Way but he see, I don't think he assumed that they knew. He said he. That's what when, he said when he entered. He when he that. introduced them, he assumed that they knew. He said that, so that's why he did it the way that he did it because he just assumed that they already knew how he was. And so they, he felt like they weren't going to take it as a surprise, like they did. Well, see, I did I read the book? Shit, because I I know that he (laughs) talked about. I know, I know how he talked about how his wife knew that she knew how he was, but he also and like she accepted him for who he was. But I don't, I don't remember him saying that he thought that they knew because that's oh. why he that's why he introduced them in that way i mean but still regardless of how he introduced them to him i get it but they are fucking grown still kind of no no i fucking grown. they were grown at the time I yes they I were still like they, i still he, feel Nasir like was already out of college was he yes nasir was already out of college okay when this happened Either way, I still feel like ah, maybe you should have presented it a little different. It's kind of it's kind of like what, one without of those the man standing know. next to him. Yes, yes. Nah, talk to me. Especially mm. if you like, I feel like in something like that, you should not make the assumption because you don't know. And then that person now is ended up being hurt by this whole situation. He could have not been there and seen how it happened. It maybe it wouldn't have hurt as bad, but he was right there. But also, too, I feel like, I also feel like it's very, it's a very selfish and a way to make it me, me, me when someone tells someone that they're gay or bisexual and then they're upset that they're in love with the same sex. And that's what really, like, pissed me off about the whole situation because, one, why wouldn't you want your dad to be... Happy. in love and to happy me, and that's my thing like i don't care who you love love who you love that ain't my business it's that's your business if you're happy i'm happy just let them know because low-key i feel like if it would have been a woman they still would have they might have still had oh. a slightly the same reaction I because those kids are spoiled as brats and to me yeah. i felt like Lorraine the only reason they were like because this man is a michelin star chef 
And they were like, oh, it would have ruined his reputation on the island. He can go anywhere and be a Michelin star chef. It doesn't have to be on the island. So if if he got so much smoke from the people on the island, which I'm sure people aren't fucking stupid, they probably know. Or have their own suspicions or whatever. Or have suspicions. But even if he got a whole bunch of smoke, he could have went somewhere else. And still been a chef, and that's because I'm sure all like, of his oh. work was not done on the island. He's he had to go other places in order to become a Michelin chef. Oh, need y'all. And I was just feeling like, oh, y'all really like. I don't know. It was giving me spoiled brat vibes. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So yeah. Come um, tell me, girl. Okay, so what kind of woman do you want? Like exactly, like let's go get you. Make one. you happy. Like, go be happy, bro. It's like let's let's short. pick it's it out. Come to it anyway. Way too sure. short. Something that Faye said that I really liked. It's probably like my favorite quote of the book is, "I've learned in the years since that there are so many different types of love, so many ways someone can stay committed to you, yeah. stay in your life, even if y'all aren't together." You know. And none of these ways are more important than the other. And she said that after she told him that, was that really her deep joy deep. had a little, a little yeah. fling, fling, fling. That's how, probably my favorite quote out of the book, too. Because people on society, they want to push on you what they feel like love should look like or what love should be or how a relationship should look like. You can't tell me how to run my life or my relationship. What works for yeah, you? Yeah, and romantic romantic love isn't the only love the only love the best love or the top love and i i just really like that because she talked about how like her and joy had a thing and she started falling in love and she was like and they ended it but they're still really good fucking friends like your best friends and you're your best friends and i like that but you know after this happens <clears throat> uh, Nasir leaves for his job and uh, his dad uh, is one of his okay here's the thing here's the thing this whole time Fahey is like I should leave I should leave because the only reason she's there is I don't think because, he ever planned on leaving though um, <laughs> she didn't want to leave the only reason she's there is because another lady saw her work and was like I want you to make me something because Fahey's work was basically about like it dealt with like blood and it was basically like her way to get out like what happened to her so at her installation she basically had all these rings hanging from the ceiling and one of the main rings was her wedding ring which still had the blood on it from when her husband died in that car accident and so that's that's basically how she did her art and there was um a woman there who commissioned her for a piece and she was like, so if you could stay on the island a little longer, I will put you in a hotel. Had the option to go somewhere else. She had, had the, the option. option to go somewhere else. Had because Nasir had to leave else. for work. to go. He had to go somewhere else for work. So she was going to be, and he was like, well, you could stay here. You could stay somewhere else. So she had the option to stay. Even Joy was like, maybe you should either come home yep. and like work on this or you should go to the hotel. But you're kind of yeah. getting, you're kind of. You don't need to stay in that house. You're playing with fire. You're stressing me the fuck out because you're the playing with fire. But the you're whole literally- time, I already knew she was going to choose to stay at the house. Like, come on now. That's exactly what she wanted. I feel like if she would have 
broken it off with Nasir then because she knew she knew okay I don't need to be talking to him anymore because I just don't have those feelings about him if she would have broken off with him and then went to go stay at the hotel everything else that transpired would have been fine but, but she um, didn't so wasn't she trying to like wait till they got back to new york or something to talk to nurse nasir and i was like yeah. oh that don't work out like that come on now but this was is, done this in the is dark. where it's this is where it starts to get a little bit messy a little he um <laughs> alim has multiple kitchens and one of them is his like kitchen that he experiments in and she went in there and he's listening to like this music and she goes and he like gestures for her to sit and he's letting her try and taste everything. Oh. This bitch licks sweet foam off of the daddy's oh. fingers. And I thought right then and there, he was going to knock all that shit off the I did too. I knew I for sure it was going down right then and there. Like, I knew it was. I was as big as saucers because I said, "Oh, y'all, we're crossing. We're crossing the all line. the lines. All the lines." Apparently, there's a the quote. Lines. There's there's a quote that he said at the bottom of the page. Let me get my book. <laughs> Ow! Ooh, oh, my legs. My legs still hurt from leg day. Man, this is a long ass episode. This is almost as long or longer than the first episode. The first one. <clears throat> It's gonna be like two hours. Bottom of four. Oh, it's because okay. It's because Alan Alan threw a dinner for her. Um. Oh yeah, after the after um, like her showcase and set up by Nasir. Set up by Nasir. Where the daddy the daddy cooked. And he says, tonight we're celebrating Fahey and the art she makes. Work that reminds me that grief can also be the softness when the spikes are removed. Something that gives your palate joy. Something that can fill your belly. And for that, Fahey, I thank you. And I said, oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, was oh, man. I have so many quotes, like, from this fucking book, like, it's just, I said, okay, I was very torn. I was very torn with the Fahey Alim thing because on one hand, you're dating his fucking son, bitch. Like, you're dating his fucking son. She's dating your fucking son, bro. Apparently that wasn't of importance. I, I think that I would say, I would consider that, I mean, I don't think, they weren't exclusive. He called her out too. He calls her out about her not being in love with his son, but his son being in love with her. Because he asked her straight up about it. Was it when they went on the walk? He, or was that I a think different time? Or was that the garden talk? Was that the um, garden talk? No, I think it was a mountain talk. I think it was on the mountain when he was talking about Devin. Okay. Like before he told her about Devin, I think he was asking her like about that. <clears throat> or it could have been garden. I can't remember. Um, but they had too many secret talks. I, I was just like, I was just like, she's dating your son. Above all, Fahey would be wrong in the situation. Yes. But to me, um, I don't, I don't more wrong. 
of them were gonna be equally wrong. No, they were both. No, I feel like I feel like there's more. Like, cause even she kept saying, "Yes, I'm gonna be wrong in this situation, but there's more weight on you because he's your son. He's your son. Yeah, you're betraying your son. Whereas I'm betraying someone that could become a stranger tomorrow, and I'd never have to talk to him or see that man again. Yeah, and it that is matter. your blood. That is your son. This is your life. You are blowing up because, like she said when they had the conversation and she was like, you're really blowing up your life more than me blowing yeah. up my life. Yeah. 100%. Because it's your son. And so I was just really torn because on one hand I was like, well, I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. I know. And it was from, so hard. That was the stressful part of it. Cause you could tell and a, that it was going uh, that way. It's hard. It was, it was just so hard. Like, cause I was stressed out. I was like, don't do it. Don't, and then I was like, well, if you do it, wait. And that's what she was saying, like, let's wait until we tell them. Like, they were supposed yeah. to wait, all this kind of stuff. There was even a part where, like, they're laying in his bed. And she has, Didn't like, a nightmare carry her there? Didn't he carry her to his bed? Did we skip over some? So, I'm, I'm just so excited about talking about this. But there's a point when she, like, blanks out thinking about all this after she already decided that she was in a hundred percent and she was willing to do it she like blanks out and she's like i'm terrible i'm this i'm that and he says i have no interest in replacing who you know yourself to be with my imagination of you i said sir 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 he said i'm not about to project the image that i have onto you if you feel this way about yourself then let, he was basically like, if you feel that you are so terrible and you are not worthy of love, let me know now. We can, he said, we can end this right now. And then he also said, you fill me with light till I feel like I'm about to splinter apart from it. So there's that. It's a feeling I'd like to keep around. Oh, Jesus. That man. Him and his son. Let me tell you, they knew how to communicate. They know how to communicate. And let me tell you something. This man also knew how to... I wouldn't got to do something. His my seer never got to do. He got to dip his pen in the whale. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he almost did it in the kitchen one day, making breakfast, and then they took another. They took a. They had a sweaty rendezvous. They took another hike. They had a sweaty on, the on top of the mountain while the while the sun was coming up. I'm like, I yes, said, oh man, this is perfect. He talking about so are you short? Yes. Let's I do said, this. Right if, here, right now. Come on. If that's not something that I would want to do, I don't know what is. I said, oh my God, that's wrong. That is sensual and romantic. And romantic. And romantic. Sun is coming up. We got this great view. It's, you know, this is the perfect moment for the first time. Yeah, let's go. Later. Yeah. I said, ooh, yes, sir. So, At that moment, I was like, an older man could be for me if this is coming with it. You know, I could. If this is coming with it. And what I liked about their relationship the most is even when they were fighting the feelings that they had for each other, because it was it's very evident very early on in the book that they both have feelings for each other and they're like being drawn to each other. But I think what I liked about their relationship the most is that they both felt free enough 
to like be vulnerable with each other yeah. and oh, like she felt like oh my god it from the shared all trauma, this stuff. I feel like that's where the, a lot of that came but even from. even before she had even told him that like I know she knew that but she didn't know how the wife died she didn't yeah. know that he also had seen his wife die at the time because she drowned they were at like a river or something and she ended up getting swept away by the current and he tried to find her and save her like they were all there uh nasir and lorraine and uh they were all there and so she didn't know that yet but i felt like even before she shared about jonah in the garden that i they had that that sense about connection yeah like there was some type of connection and like she just didn't have that with Nasir and it's it's fucking never it's had it with Nasir. How they That's why I feel like her and Nasir weren't. He was dating her, but she wasn't dating him. She was trying to date him, but she was never trying clicked. to date him. It never clicked. But it he never it never clicked for her. I feel like I feel like she thought that she, maybe because she had been so closed off, and like she had never let herself like get that close to someone. That that's why she tried so hard with Nasir, and that's why she like besides the fact that a curator wants to show my work, one of the best curators right. in the world wants to show her work. Like little, she was me. like, maybe this is something, and I'm sabotaging it because of my trauma. Like, let me try to be yeah. more open. <sighs> but y'all, while she is making this commission piece, Alan builds her <clears throat> in a day built her a studio on his land in a day and he in goes to show her place. and they have a cute sweet little kiss and so one day Alan is out and she's Aline. talking to Joy and she she hears a door open and she's like oh maybe that's him so she's calling for him calling for him oh, not him it's not, not him it. it's Nasir and this part also was like this whole unfolding. It was dramatic as it was fuck. very like I was expecting it to be dramatic, but he was really pissing me off because like the way he approached her and like how aggressive he was with her His rah -rah and like she was scared. The venom that he was yes, he was just so angry. And he, that's when you, you find out that he, that's when we find out that he was also at that rooftop party and he saw her go down with Milan. Oh, and it, it kind of made me feel like, it kind of took me back to when he tried to press up on her on the rooftop, the rooftop. And I'm like, so I feel like you're a good guy, but then I also feel like you're a good guy that says he's a good guy. You're not really a good guy right now because right now you're giving me the vibes. Right now. That you saw her and you were plotting on her. You were plotting you to get with her. And so, like, he's just very scary. And he's like, get the fuck up out of my house. He's, like, trying to throw this bitch out the house. He goes up to the room she's staying in. throwing her stuff out the closet. Throwing her crazy. stuff. I was like, wait a I minute. I thought at one point he was going to hit her. I, wasn't he, like, in her face? Because he was, yeah, he was in her face. And I thought he was going to hit her. And that's when the daddy walks in. Mm -hmm. and the thing about it is that so I guess he found out from like the gardener or whatever but the thing about it is that he kept saying like you fucked my dad you fucked my dad you fucked my dad blah 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 which they hadn't fucked yet 
I know I you just know. talked about how they fucked on top of the mountain, but they had but a they had they didn't not although not 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 at that point. Not at that point. They they hadn't fucked yet. That mountain scene hadn't happened. I just got a little ahead of myself and decided to bring it up because again, he got to do something <laughs> his son couldn't do. Um but they hadn't fucked yet, but they never corrected them. And that kind of made me mad too. Like y'all never corrected them that no, we haven't because done it. I mean, not that I it's any like of their it business. Have made a, it wouldn't have made a difference at that point. And it, it wouldn't, wouldn't have mattered. But also too, uh, you speaking real spicy on my name right now, and it's pissing me off. And like you're saying, I'm all these things, which sh- I didn't fuck your daddy yet. Like this man is so mad that like his dad comes and he's like, first of all, I don't know who you're trying to throw out of somebody's house because this ain't yours. It ain't this yours. Is my house. This is I my is. house. So I don't know what you talking about, but you can get the fuck out. Uh, we can have a conversation and then you can get the fuck out. So Nasir's like, nah, I'm just going to get the fuck out. And he ends up going, she ends up getting a call from the security guard at the museum where her art is. Because this nigga is going around yelling, talking about some, do you know who she really is? Do you know who she is? So this, she had to get in his face. I said, you better. You, she had to get in his face and be like, I don't know what you think you know, but if you ever fuck with my art again. Bro. If oh, you ever ever call her and tell her that the dude the had security guard, yeah, because he had went up there and he was in the installation looking for her, but they thought that he was gonna like try to like ruin her stuff. And she was like, "If you ever touch my fucking art or ever fuck with me again, I will, I will end your fucking life." And he was like, "Oop," and I was like, "Damn, this nigga is never gonna trust a bitch again." Mm-hmm. And then Lorraine pops up. And she's having a conversation with the daddy and she's basically like calling her a groupie and saying how like, oh, she was so excited because she found out who you were. But she didn't even know who the dad was until didn't they had already clue. gotten there. Didn't the clear so up? basically, she never knew who his daddy was until they got there. She until even said they that. got there. And he does apologize, like, when they talk in that gazebo, he yeah. does apologize to her because, like, he, he was hurt, so he was just saying a bunch of shit. Yeah, but, like, your sister thinks I'm a fucking, everybody's thinking I'm a fucking groupie because you out here crying because your heart is broken, which, granted, your heart should be broken because your daddy took your bitch. Took your girl. Really your you should have never left. You could have went on that hike. You should have done a lot of things you didn't do. You should, like, mm-hmm. And your dad's in love, and at this point, he's like, no, I'm not going to let my kids, like, take my happiness again. And I was wondering if this, I I put, I wonder if the kids acted the same way about Devin. If, like, and they made it about themselves, and they gave him that ultimatum. Of course. Didn't he say that? Because just, he just said how they didn't take it well. He said, and it wasn't, like, I just thought maybe they didn't take it well, and they were like, oh, my God. And maybe they, at first I was like, maybe they were so focused on the fact that it's so taboo, and then also, too, like, oh, my God, my dad can't be, like, you know what I'm saying, like, those types of conversations? But now I'm wondering, did they give him an ultimatum like Lorraine did? Like, it's either us or it's her. So did they say it's either us or it's him? I feel like they did. But also, at the same time. Lorraine that said it. No, actually, I knew Monsieur that the shit was going to happen. I knew the shit was going to happen. When she, when Fahey was like, you're really going to blow up your life for me, the life with your kids? 
Your kids, bro? Your kids. And he was like, at that, I did that once before. I ain't doing it again. They just gonna have to be mad. Like, I don't know that I could have done it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, Faye, you lost the man. He lost the wife. Y'all got that bond there. Nasir is just a little fuckboy. I don't actually, what did Nasir do? What do you mean? Like with her? He just gave her space to like be herself, like, like, and for her to, he gave her enough space for her to want to decide how fast they went and how slow they went. Even though he did give her that space and he was still moving a little quickly on his own. Like their pacing was still a little off. Like he respected her pace, but he was still going on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's how I felt about this whole like, oh, I talked you up to the curator and all this kind of stuff. And like, I like how when we get to the end of the book, like she's going to go back home, obviously. Also, Joy and her married lesbian lover are going to get together because the husband found out. Yeah, I was like, she left the husband and they're actually going to get together. But we don't find out more about that because she's like, you'll have to find out when you get home. But I do like that towards the end of the book, like Nasir went and had a conversation with his daddy and then also apologized to Fahey about it. Yeah. And like his character development, I I appreciated his character development, I think, more than anyone because of that Mm -hmm. last conversation. And he did ask her why, like, what was it? Like, what is it about him that I didn't have? Which I understand, like, how someone could feel that way. Um, But he definitely apologized to her. And he was like, I mean, we ain't never going to be besties. But we can be cordial or whatever. But you know what's something that I also really like that I forgot to mention is that Milan called her before she she had this conversation, when she was in the Mm -hmm. studio. And she was looking at the, she had just pinned, um the dad gave her something that was the mom's Mm -hmm. and she had put it on that commission piece for the lady because it was for her it was in remembrance of her daughter who had passed away and he calls her and he's like you know you gotta follow your heart and he was and you know him and his ex had gotten back together and he was just basically saying like we all know what's going on but i'm calling to tell you that if that's what your heart wants that you need to follow your heart and you, she was, he was like, he'll be okay. Following your and heart is like, so hard, bro. It is so hard. And she was like, with the group chat, is probably, he was like, yeah, they talking mad shit about you in the group chat. But I'm calling to tell you, he will be all right. Like, Because they were definitely talking right. mad shit in the group chat. Group chat is the last place you want to be. It's the last place you, you want to be. Listen, it's the last place you want to be. But I was just like, I don't, like... I was so torn between that whole relationship because I was like, honestly, I probably would not have been able to do it because I would not forgive myself for that man losing his kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't say that either. I don't know, but that that would be the one thing. Even if they are grown, like that's the one thing that I probably would struggle to resonate with. Not even that I hurt Nasir because Nasir, again, like she said, he could be a stranger tomorrow. It won't matter. Like, that's your child at the end of the day. But it's, it's kind of just like... It's a double-edged sword. It might it'd be. be different. I, I feel like it's different when families are rude to you and you're the partner 
and they're like disrespectful for no fucking reason they treat you like shit for no reason like you're nice to them everything like that and then your partner is like okay like i'm not about to we're not going to come around if y'all are going to keep talking about the person i love like this like i'm not going to keep doing it that's different but it's like damn like you really chose love over your kids yeah like Like, yeah like they could maybe get like i feel like they were like in his mind he was like he was basically like, I'm going to choose myself this time and choose yeah. love and they'll get over it and we can maybe mend it. I mean, because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you never know how long they're going to last. And he's going to be a bitch regardless. Lorraine is not going to come around. And he even decides to go back to New York with her. Yeah, that was so Like, when she me. goes back to New York. And I thought that was sweet because I was like, okay, he really does. He's really about this. Like, he yeah. was, he's not just all talk. Where, like, I feel like on the flip side, Nasir, if you, like, really look at it and you really dissect it, I feel like he was more so all talk about we can be friends until you're ready to take this to the next level. We can move as slow or as fast as you want. I think he was hoping that bringing her to the island and this thing would, like, help spark that, I don't know, that quickness in her to want to be in a relationship with him. Maybe that's why. Whereas, maybe, whereas the dad was really like, no, I want this. Yeah. And I'm willing to do X, Y, Z, and I want to make it work, so I'm going to come back with you. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can cook anyway. You can cook anyway. I just really liked all this because, like, you had, so we have Fahey's grief that she's been dealing with for five years, and she basically was running from it. Yeah, becoming a totally new person because she didn't want to deal with it. Then you have uh, the daddy who lost his wife and like, you know, he had to navigate that. And then you have the lady that she commissioned a piece for which her daughter died, which I forgot to mention. That's why she was getting the piece done. But her daughter dies. um, And like they talk about how she was handling that her daughter died at a young age. I want to say she was grief. Yeah, it was like a lot of grief, but it show it showed how people navigate through grief differently, and then it showed also how love can help you navigate that grief. And I think that that's why I like what he said at the dinner party about how you know grief could even be like that soft spot, like once like you let love come back in. And everything yeah. like that. I just really, I just really like this book. And you know what? A lot of people didn't like this book. I don't know why. It was a really good book. I thought it was, it was really good. Really it good. Had book. The, it had the right amount of spice. It did. It and the did. right amount of seriousness. I mean, the way the book started was spice. Like out the gate. It was it was a good out book. the gate. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I found a way to finish it. And yeah, I'm glad I did. Yeah, man, this was a long ass episode. It is. We had a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Um. So yeah, guys, that was the episode. Um, uh, the next book we're gonna read is Arsenic and Adobo. I feel like it's gonna be a nice light read, even though it's about what it's about. So far, yeah. it's starting out okay. So. It is a mystery by Mia P. Mama Sala. 
And I know I butcher that because I'm 100% sure that her name is a Spanish or Latina Latinx name, and I just butchered it. But by the time we review the book, I'll know what it is. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, what, did, what did Erica Baldu say? <laughs> and I'm sensitive about her. <laughs> I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> so I'm going to have it together, y'all, because you know. This is what I'm doing. But yes, this is a very long episode. Thank you for listening, as always. If you have any recommendations, two hours almost. If you have any recommendations, please send them to menace to book society at gmail.com. That is menace, the number two, book society at gmail.com. And we will talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.